She thought she was going to have to stay up here with me the whole time today. How y'all doing this morning? If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Samuel. And while you're turning there, I want, I want to give you a little catch-up on obedience to death. Um, we didn't do a lot of presentations for several months. I think God was just protecting me and my time in this transition and stuff. But here lately, we've scheduled a lot. And um, this week, we went and um, had an opportunity to go up to Lion King and Pine Grove. And they had um, 25 boys from Pine Ridge. And if you're not familiar with Pine Ridge School, that's a school in Walker that's basically students that um, can't be in mainstream school. They've been expelled or suspended and stuff like that, and they go. And they run it kind of like a military school. They have to dress in fatigues, and they have to earn their, their ranks up, I guess you would say. And um, really good school. They have um, the, the um, I, they don't call him principal because it's a military term, but whatever it would be the equivalent to a principal is what um, Tony Terry is there. And Tony's a, a great guy, great guy, good friend of mine. And so I got invited Thursday to go um, bring my dogs out to Pine Grove because they had like a fun day for these 25 kids that had earned it. And so um, they was out there hanging out, so I got to go bring the dogs. And um, Tony was real clear. He said, present the gospel. Present it real clear. And so um, it was a lot of fun because there's a pond, and I can swim the dogs and stuff and do things that you can't do in here because we don't have a pond, and nobody let me swim them in the baptistry. And so... Um, but anyway, so I was doing that, presented the gospel. Well, 10 of the 25 kids accepted Christ that we know of. And so then yesterday, me and Dad had another chance to go to Don Avenue Baptist to a block party they was doing, and they probably had 75, 80 people there. And uh, we presented the gospel again yesterday. And so um, God's moving, and it's a lot of fun. And you know, um, I, I found something this week or a couple of weeks ago while I was studying and says that we have to pray with expectations of God to move. And so I want to do that right now. I want to pray with expectations that God's going to move this morning and that we're going to hear from him. So let's pray. Father, we come to you right now, Lord, just say that we love you. Father, and I just thank you for another beautiful day you've given us this week. Father, wow, what a week we've had. Father, just the weather and the Father to see you move. And, Father, I'm certain that if we went around this room, Father, there's a lot of people that could share just things that would just give you praise and glory that only can be explained by you. And, Father, this morning, Father, I just ask that even right now, Father, you clear our hearts, you clear our minds, Father, you clear our souls so that we can hear from you. And, that, Father, we can be changed only by you. Not by anything that I say or anything that, that Donnie and the worship team just sang and led us through. But, Father, so that we can trust you more. Father, we love you. In your son's name I pray. Amen. You know, turn to 1 Samuel 3. And while you're turning there, um, how many of y'all was alive when they had telegraphs? Nobody. But that was the fastest means of communication at one time. And so, um, you know, we've been talking about the conversation, about hearing from God. And um, today, you know, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about listening and about hearing. And, you know, um, I found, run across this story, and it was about um, this communication company that had Morse code that was trying to hire a new operator. So they run an ad, and they had people show up, and they come in. They had a sign on the desk that said, go ahead and get the application to fill it out and sit in a chair and wait to your summons. 
So there was a group of people already in there. This young guy walks in, reads the sign, sits down, fills out the application. And then a few minutes later, he gets up and he walks into one of the inner offices. And everybody's sitting there kind of looking like nobody said nothing. He goes in. Young guy comes back out. The manager walks out. And he said, yo, can I all go home now? The position's filled. And the people started looking. And they started murmuring at each other. And one of them finally said, well, that's not fair. You didn't call a name. You didn't talk to all the rest of us. And he said, from the whole time you've been sitting down, the Morse code thing's been clicking. If you hear this and you can understand it, then come into the office and the job's yours. And everybody sitting there missed that. You know, in, in life, and I think we can all agree with this, there's so much noise, there's so much stuff going on around us that we miss the obvious sometimes, don't we? And we get distracted real easy. And there's times that we just miss God because we're too distracted and we're hearing other things. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, we'll start in verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 3, we'll start in verse 1. It said, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There was not many visions. And one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could hardly see, barely see was lying down in his usual place and the lamp of the God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was and then the Lord called Samuel Samuel answered here am I and he ran to Eli and said here I am you called me but Eli said I did not call you go back and lie down and so when so he went and he lay down and again, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and he went to Eli. Here I am. You called me? My son, Eli, said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. And a third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and he went to Eli. He said, Here am I. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came, and he stood there calling, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. You know, and, and right there, that, that says a lot whenever you hear those verses. You know, because um, Samuel was an answer to prayer. You know, Samuel was set apart from birth, and Samuel was a lot like, was like Samson that lived a few hundred years early. He was a Nazarite, and his birth was miraculous, and so Samuel was really special. And so, but whenever you looked at it, Samuel was dedicated, he was set apart, he lived and he served in the tabernacle, but yet he didn't know God. There's a lot of us that we show up on Sunday mornings, we do the right things, but yet we really don't know God. We've never really heard from God. And that's what we're going to be talking about, you know, because Samuel was doing all the right stuff, you know, he had the servant's heart. You know, when you look at Samuel, you know, he, he was living, he was doing, he had a good reputation. In 1 Samuel 2, you don't have to turn there, in 1 Samuel 2, it says, this, the, the, the sin of the young men was very great in the Lord's sight, for they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. But Samuel was ministering before the Lord. He was doing the right things. Even when everybody else around him was doing wrong, he was still doing right. In 1 Samuel 2, 24, it says, No, my sons, it is not a good report that I'm hearing among the Lord's people. 
And skip down to verse 26, and it says, The boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with, uh, with the Lord and with men. You know, there's a lot of reasons we come to church. You know, some of us are here because our wives want us here. Some of us are here because our husbands want us here. Some of us are here because our parents told us we was going to be here. You know, some of us might be here because of a boyfriend or a girlfriend. We're here, but we don't know why we're here, and we're searching. You know, and, and then there's some of us that, that have been coming, and we've been coming, and it's habit. Sunday mornings, you get up, you go to church, you know? That's what you're supposed to do. But whenever we really start thinking about it, we're not hearing like how Samuel heard. You know, we're hearing from people, and we're not hearing from God. You know, I, I run across um, in Jeremiah 29, verse 12, it says, Then you will call upon me and come to me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me, and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. You know, we're going to find him when we, find, when we seek him with all our heart. You know, Samuel was faithful, but he didn't have all of his heart there because he had never really heard from God. God hadn't revealed himself to him yet. Um, I run across another story, and, and it, it goes like this. It said, Jim Smith went to church on a Sunday morning. He heard the organist miss a note during the prelude, and he winced. He saw a teenager talking when everybody was supposed to be bowed in silent prayer. He felt like the usher was watching to see what he was putting in the offering plate, and it made him bawl. He caught the preacher making a slip of tongue five times in the sermon by actual count. As he slipped through the, the side door during the closing hymn, he muttered to himself, Never again. What a bunch of clods and hypocrites. Ron Jones went to church one Sunday morning. He heard the pianist play an arrangement, A Mighty Fortress, and it thrilled. He was thrilled at the majesty of it. He heard a young girl take a moment in the service to speak her simple moving message of the difference her faith makes in her life. He was glad to see that this church was sharing in a special offering for the hungry children of Nigeria. He especially appreciated the sermon that Sunday. It answered a question that bothered him for a long time. And he thought as he walked through the doors of the church, how can a man come here and not feel the presence of God? Both men were at the same church on the same Sunday, and each found what they was looking for. A lot of what we get on Sundays is what we're prepared for when we walk in. Are we walking in today? Did we walk in saying, God, I expect you to move in my life. God, I expect you to show up at my church and let me see you. You know, are we, are we living with that expectation, that anticipation of God? You know, and I think both, uh, all of us, can we can be defined like Jim Smith that saw the negative or by Ron Jones that saw the positive. You know, that happens here. It happens everywhere on Sunday mornings. It's all about our heart. You know, Samuel lived in the tabernacle. He lived. That would be like you living in this church and serving day in and day out. And if you need to, we got stuff we can keep you busy doing. But you know what? But that's what, that's what Samuel was at. He was living in the tabernacle. He was living there. He was working. He was serving. He was under Eli. He was learning the word of God. He knew but it wasn't until God called his name, Samuel, Samuel. But how many times did it take? The first time, what did he do? He run to Eli because that's what he thought he was supposed to do. Samuel, Samuel, the second time, he run to Eli. The third time, he run to Eli. And it wasn't until the fourth time that he actually heard, all right, this is not Eli, this is God. You know, today, are you hearing from God? Is he calling your name? And I don't want to call y'all by name this morning, but is he calling your name? 
Is he saying, Johnny, Johnny, it is time that you hear from me. And that's where we're at this morning, you know. But something else, Samuel was willing to listen. You know, Samuel was sleeping. He was laying, he heard, and he didn't discount it. He didn't say, you know, sometimes when your phone rings and you really don't want to answer it, or sometimes your phone rings and you see who that person is and you say, hmm, you know, my phone don't ring whenever I'm at this location. We've never done that, have we? But sometimes we do that to God, don't we? God calls us by name. He calls us by name and we say, God, I'm really not ready for this. God, I really don't want to do this. God, I really, and we can keep going on and we can keep making a list, but that's not where Samuel was at. You know, Samuel was ready to hear from God, you know, but with the help of Eli, sometimes God uses people. God uses people. He used Eli. Now, it took Eli a few times to figure out what was going on, but he finally got it. But it took God using Eli to get Samuel in the right direction to hear from him. Sometimes it might be that you show up here on Sunday mornings to get that right direction pointed to you. Sometimes it might be in your Sunday school class that starts at 9.15 that I hope everybody here is going to go to when they leave. It might be in that Sunday school time that you hear from God. It might be from that coworker, from that family member. It might be from the circumstances going on in your life that God uses for you to hear from him. Too many times we want that burning bush experience. We want that real flashy. All right, all right, God, I, I know this is you speaking to me now because this, this bonfire just lit in front of me and you're talking out of it. But most of the time God speaks in a real small, still voice. It don't say he was screaming, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. He was standing there. He was close enough. It says that he stood in a door. He was close enough that he could just whisper it to him. You know, I, I, I run across another story, and, you know, it was too many this morning. that I, I just couldn't leave none of them out because it was all real good. And it was a Native American Indian, and, and him and his friend was walking in downtown New York. And I don't know if you've ever been in downtown New York, but it's pretty noisy. I guess it's probably like being in downtown New Orleans or something. You know, it's just real noisy. And I was walking at lunch hour, and the streets was filled with people, and there was cars honking horns, and taxi cabs were squealing and screaming around them, and sirens wailing, you know. And as they're walking, this Indian says, I hear a cricket. And the guy says, you are crazy. You don't hear a cricket. He says, no, I hear it. Listen. And they stood, and they listened, and they listened. And that Native American Indian walked across the street and reached into a bush, and he pulled the cricket out. And the guy says, you have superhero hearing. Nobody could have heard that unless they're a superhero. And he says, no. He said, my ears are no different than yours. It all depends on what you're listening for. And he says, listen, watch this. And he took a handful of coins and he threw them on the ground. As he threw them, people within 25, 30 feet stopped and focused in on the money. And he said, it's all in what you're listening for. And this morning, that's why I want to challenge, are we listening for God? Are we trying to hear from God? Are we trying to hear from other things? Too many times we get sidetracked and we get focused. And it's easy to get that way. It's easy for people to whisper in your ear and they have good intentions, but they're not leading you to God. And this morning, that's what I want you to hear because what happened with Samuel? God spoke to him. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. You know, we have that anticipation, you know, and as, as I was getting ready, you know, and you start looking, you know, and you start thinking about it. And as I was really praying about this week and looking, 
A lot of us hear the right things, but we don't respond. You know, in, in Matthew 19 and Mark and in Luke, you know, it talks about a rich young ruler. How many of y'all, y'all heard, y'all know who I'm talking about? This guy shows up to Jesus doing all the right things, kept all the commandments and doing all the right things. But yet he didn't want to hear from God. He didn't want to hear the truth from God about what he needed to do. And he turned around, he walked away from God. There's a lot of us that Sunday morning after Sunday morning after Sunday morning, we hear that. We hear from God and we walk away from God and we don't respond to God. You know, and sometimes you think that you've missed things in life. And, you know, I, I surrendered to the ministry late in life. I consider late in life. I'm sure there's some that surrendered later than me. But I was in my early 30s when I surrendered to the ministry. And I'd been serving and I'd been doing the right things. And then whenever I, I made that final surrender, it's all right, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step into your ministry now. And when I did that, for the next probably mm, seven, eight, nine years, I always doubted my calling. Not doubted my calling. Let me reword that. I doubted my timing. Let's put it like that. I always said, well, God, did you want me to do this at 17 or 18 or 19? And I didn't do it. Why at 33 did all of a sudden I come to that full surrender? And it was always that doubt in the back of my mind. Did, did I, God, was I not listening? Was I not hearing? Was I not being like a Samuel when I heard that voice? Was I turning away like that rich young ruler and walking away from my call in the ministry? And, you know, I was teaching Sunday school. I was outreach for Sunday school. I was a deacon. You know, I was doing all this, and in my mind, I, I missed something. And it took me standing on a ladder in the middle of June in the hot sun on Puerto Rico. And I was up there looking at this house and God just confirmed it. He said, Johnny, if you wouldn't have done this, if you wouldn't have done this engineering for all these years leading up, you couldn't stand here today and build this house for these people. And it was almost crystal clear you know, that moment where God just confirmed in me and took away those doubts once and for all because a month later, I was coming to be the full-time student minister here, not full-time with part-time pay, but actually full-time here at the church. And I believe his timing was perfect because he wanted to take away that doubt in my mind. It's like, Johnny, you've done this. Johnny, I've been preparing you all these years. Johnny, I've, I've let you be a job leader. I've let you lead other people, and I'll give you all these responsibilities to get you ready for this. And in my mind, it was to be a lifetime student minister. I didn't know that he was using all that to get me ready for today to stand before you as your pastor. Because my God's perfect. His plan's perfect. And he tells us in Jeremiah that if you pray and if you seek me with all your heart, if you pray and if you really chase after me, then you're going to find me. And I'm going to use you. But we have to be like Samuel. When we hear that voice calling, and he's calling Samuel, Samuel, what are we going to do with that? How are we going to respond to that? And I meant to bring one of my dogs this morning, just decided against it at the last minute. But some of y'all have seen me when I've done my, my dog presentation. Y'all, If y'all haven't, y'all are going to see it this year, I promise. But um, I can take glory and even Zach now. And I can make them sit right beside me. And I've had Glory in a gym with 1,200 junior high students screaming her name. And her eyes are focused on me. She won't look at nowhere. She won't break and look at any of these other people that are calling her name. 
Her eyes are focused on me because I'm her master. And she will stay until I say glory. I don't have to scream it. I don't have to spell it. All I have to do is whisper glory. And she knows go. My master has spoken. It is time for me to go. And that's the way it ought to be for us. Whenever God calls, whenever God says, all right, it's time to do this. Donald Turner, it's time for you to do this. Frank Mons, it's time for you to do this. Mike Fielding, it's time for you to do this. And I could walk around this room. When it's time for you to do this, our answer ought to be, just like Samuel's, what does it say? It said, um, it said then the Lord came and said, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. How powerful is that? Think about that. What if we had that attitude? What if whenever he'd come to me all the time and he said, Johnny, Johnny, and I said, speak, your servant is listening. Wow, what would that be? You know, there's things that are starting to come up real quick here at the church, you know. In a month, we're going to be doing VBS, Frank, do I need to start calling her name out and saying, God needs you, God needs you, God needs you in VBS. We're going to have block parties on June 2nd. We're going to be doing neighborhood walks. We're going to be doing a a barbecue cook-off. We're going to be doing a baptism at the end of the month, hopefully at the river if if the water and the land is right to get there. We have positions all the time at the church where we need people to step in and serve. Samuel, Samuel, are you ready? He don't say that, does he? Samuel, Samuel. His expectation is for us to say, yes, Lord, your servant is listening. Your servant is ready. This morning, there might be some of us here that's never prayed that prayer, and we've never asked him to become the Lord of our life. You know, and we might have been in church our whole life. You know, coming to church every Sunday don't make you a believer. No more than sitting in a garage every day is going to make you a car. That sounds crazy, but there's a lot of us that believe that. Well, God, because I'm here every Sunday, and there's some of us that's been Sunday school teachers every Sunday. I went and did a dog event a couple of years ago. It was at a little church in the middle of nowhere. And I had a, a almost 80-year-old man come sit on the tailgate of my truck weeping, weeping. He said, I've been the deacon chairman here for 50 years. I've hired every pastor this church has ever had. And I know tonight that I've never said, yes, Lord, I've never been a believer. Hear what I'm telling you. He was serving in the church. That don't make you a believer. What's God tell us? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You don't buy your way into heaven. You don't serve your way into heaven until you you have to ask, God, forgive me. And that man sat there weeping, and he said, I don't know how I'm going to tell my family. How am I going to tell my church? And I just prayed with him, and I said, look, you just have to be honest. And I went back the next week and rode an hour and went with him to meet with his family. And went with him that same night to meet with his pastor and the other deacons. Did they kick him out of the church? They surrounded him and loved him and championed the fact 
that God's still moving and baptized him. It was one of the biggest celebrations that church has ever had because our God's big, but our God's calling Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. So what are we going to do with that? You know, how do we respond? You know, my prayer this morning, leading into this morning, is, is expectation. God, move. God, move. Let us have that attitude. Speak, for your servant is listening. Speak, for your servant is listening. Are we listening for the crickets? Are we listening for all the other noise that we hear around us that everybody else hears? You know, this week um, was a long week in lots of ways. But Thursday when I stood on the side of that grassy hill in Pine Grove, Louisiana, that the best me and daddy can figure, we almost owned that property at one time years ago. But it wasn't for us to have it. It was for this camp to have it today. And whenever I got the chance to stand on that hill and that man that owns that property that started that camp out of a vision that God gave him because they called him Laverne, Laverne, start this place in the middle of the woods. Makes no sense to the rest of the world why that man as successful as he was started this um, camp. And it's an incredible, real deal place up there that everything honors God that happens there. And because of his faithfulness in buying that and his faithfulness in inviting this group of kids up there that a lot of society don't want on their property and it's a big deal to him and he don't charge them, come and use this. Because of his faithfulness and him responding when God called him, 10 young men accepted Christ and young ladies accepted Christ Thursday. Their lives are changed forever. And because of that, they all got Bibles, and they're all going to be discipled because that's the rest of the story. So whenever God starts calling, how are we answering? You know, are we listening? And, you know, for some of us, well, Johnny, you don't understand. I'm just, there's no just with God. All of us are on equal playing ground. He can use all of us the same. Am I Billy Graham? Absolutely not. Not by a long shot. But I'm Johnny Morgan. And because I said, your servant is listening. And he's used. You know, whenever I, that night I struggled going into the ministry and I said, God, I said, I, 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 you can't use me. God, I stutter. I'm like Moses. I stutter. God, you can't use me. I don't speak pretty. God, if, you, if, if, I, if I was like this person and this person and this person then I'd be phenomenal, but I, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just Johnny. And that night in my living room floor, God said, I want just Johnny. That's what I want. And so that night, or that morning right at daylight, because it was an all-night process, I said, your servant is listening. This morning, as y'all sit here, can you say that? Can you say your servant is listening? Your servant is listening this morning, God, because I'm convinced he's calling all you by names this morning. I'm convinced he's calling you. Are you listening?